Well, hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in today to my interview series. Don't I always have some fascinating guests? Well, I have a new one today, a lovely, lovely sister friend. Um, and she is going to share with you some of her insights, some of her experience. She shares the platform with so many other motivational speakers like myself. Uh, she is RJ Jackson. She is an international leader, professional speaker, executive life coach who has traveled the world for over 20 years, inspiring others to fulfill their life's purpose. She is a proud mother of two very supportive adult children and is known as Sweetie to three beautiful grandchildren. She is the courage giver. She has proven herself to be an excellent writer, hitting the bestsellers list four times out of seven books, penning books such as Conversations on Courage, don't we need that? Take Heart and a Repositioned Journey, I'm Still Standing. Oh, I love that phrase. Uh, in spite of her life story of overcoming adversity, she continues to inspire and be an influencer. RJ has conducted over 10,000 workshops, training sessions, and keynote addresses around the globe including Bermuda, Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands, Barbados, Jamaica, and on the mission field in Cambodia, Haiti, Kenya, Mexico, Nigeria, and Thailand. You rarely hear RJ talking about her certifications as a keynote speaker, helping women eliminate the excuses and the unhealthy habits that hold their happiness hostage. And it's so important that we have this conversation today, RJ, because you know we're we're right in there. We're in the same lane. We're in there trying to push forward the message of empowerment, no excuses, and that you can do it in spite of adversity. I love to welcome you this time. How are you doing, honey? I am phenomenal. Today is the best day of my life and I'm honored to be here. Thank you. I'm excited about the conversation. Yes. And you were saying uh, in the green room that this was on your goal list. I had no idea. <laughs> Isn't that amazing yes. how we can manifest things and you don't, no one has to know, but you know, in your heart of hearts that this is something you want to manifest and you did it. That's what you have to know in your heart. This is what you want. And unfortunately, Jewel, so many people, especially women, we either don't know what we want or we're afraid to say what we want for fear of rejection and shame. Absolutely. That is so true. I agree with that 100%. Either we <laughs> don't know or we're afraid to pursue it. And we allow things like, well, I'm just a woman. Well, I'm single. Well, I'm divorced. Well, I don't have enough education. Oh, I don't look like a role, you know, a top model. Oh, nobody likes me. And let me tell you, I dealt with all of those excuses. So I am a living testimony of how once you shut that voice down and you truly become empowered and you start making choices, you know, the universe just opens up doors, doesn't it? It does. And let me say, you are truly a living testament of what you just shared. And not because you talk about it, because you've lived it out. And then you have the empowerment behind it to go and share with other women how they can do the same thing. So thank you for your journey that you've paved the way for so many speakers to get up on the stage and share their story as well. 
Oh, thank you so much. It's been a wonderful 35-year journey. I wouldn't take nothing for my journey. All the ups and the downs, all the uh, challenges that I had to overcome. But you know, RJ, once we know what our why is, and once we know what we're born to do, there's no stopping us now, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> so as I, been, as I read this list of all the places you've been, which one of these Speaking engagements kind of stands out in your mind. Which one was kind of like a, my God, I can't believe I'm here. Well, in terms of speaking engagement, it would be going over to Puerto Rico. I worked for the cruise line and I was their onboard lecturer. So I got to go to many places. Mm -hmm. What I loved about going to Puerto Rico is on that particular trip, I took my dad with me. Oh, I'm a daddy's girl. Oh, you're a daddy's girl. Okay. Oh, yes. It's written all over me. I am a daddy's girl. And my dad was really afraid of the water. And for a year or so, he said, I'm not going. I'm not going. So finally, he said, okay, I'll go. And in my story is a message for someone who's listening, who's afraid to do something in life. So I want you to lean in and listen. Mm -hmm. So my dad decided that he would go. And on this journey, we get on this big, gigantic boat on the ocean, which he is freaking out. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this. Wow. Have you ever had one of those moments? I can't believe I'm doing this. But the key, Jewel, is he kept going. He didn't say, no, I'm turning back. He kept going. So wherever you are in your journey, I want to encourage you, keep going. Be like my daddy. He got on that boat. And let me tell you, he stretched out every single day. He loved every moment of it. He came to hear me speak. He gave me a review of me speaking, and then he went right back to laying out on oh. the phone, people watching, enjoying the moment. Soaking in the sun. Pressing past his fear. Yes. If we could only do that. Press past our fear and enjoy the moment, not live in a life in the lane of overwhelm. What is this? What is that? Mm -hmm. We would be overjoyed. And that's the moment that I get to share with you, watching my dad be overjoyed for overcoming his fear. Oh my, I love now. that. I have a story like that too, RJ. I would go to Jamaica every year and facilitate a woman's retreat. And every day there were different events. Somebody would come in and be a chef and teach us cooking. And somebody would come in and do makeup. And somebody would come in. And, and I was supposed to lecture at the last day of this wonderful retreat. And every year they would go um, to um, Dunn's River. And they and I'm like, no, that's okay. I'm going to stay here. I'm going to work on my, my message. But that was just my smoke screen because I was really afraid of rafting. I'm like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to get on raft. And when I finally had the experience and I looked up to the sky and I saw the trees and I felt the water and I saw the women laughing and I felt so good. It's like, my gosh, Jewel, you have been putting this off every year because of fear. So you're so right. I hope that somebody's watching today will overcome their fear of writing their book or traveling or going on that 
date after a, a miserable breakup or divorce, or that person will say, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and start my business. I'm going to go ahead and, and ask uh, that friend, you know, come on, go with me. So that, that's a wonderful testimony. Um, RJ, what does RJ stand for? I love that question because I get it all the time. So uh-huh. listen, I was traveling and I was going through TSA and a lady looks at my passport. She looks again and she says, I'll be right back. Uh-huh. She went to her supervisor and he's, he came. He's like, okay, what's the problem? She's like, well, her passport says RJ. And he says, okay, what's the problem? Well, it doesn't say her name. He said, what does it say? And she said, it says RJ. He said, well, that's her name. Give her her passport and leave her alone. Oh, I'm like, you speak up for me, brother man. Oh. That's a true story. And I get that question all the time. What does it stand for? And I tell people, make something up, but be sure to tell me what you've made up so I'll know you're talking to me. Because okay. the truth is, that's my name. There are no initials. It's just oh. those two capital letters. It's my name. What Isn't I've it? done recently, as I prepare to share my story of overcoming and still standing, is I used it in my latest title, A Repositioned Journey. So the RJ, yes. Repositioned Journey, I'm Still Standing. As I share my story, where I am now, of overcoming and surviving a traumatic automobile accident oh my goodness that left me in a wheelchair for two and a half years still recovering from a tbi traumatic brain injury and get this a professional speaker unable to talk but our nightmare guys our nightmare oh my gosh but look at you still but standing God. as you said still standing still I'm teaching still, standing. still smiling still here mm-hmm. Oh You're my here. gosh. You know, I do a lot of work with women in my counseling and coaching who've overcome different types of trauma. But I think you're the first one I've talked to that it the onset was a car accident. And I've been studying so much about the brain, RJ, and how the brain, you know, this neuroplasticity that we can create new wiring, that we can teach our brain new things, that we can recover, uh, that we can, as I say, train the brain. And that's what you're doing. What realization did you have as you began to rewire your brain and recover? What realizations, what aha moments did you have? The first thing I had to understand is this is where I am right now. Your reality. Yes, this is is where I am right now, but this is not where I'm always going to be. But I had to accept and embrace the moment. It was a very challenging journey to get there and to get through that. Because as I shared, I tra- as you shared, I traveled the world as a renowned speaker. And now I can't talk and I can't walk. <clears throat> I've lost my independence. I have to depend on someone doing things for me. It was a place to really accept who you are. And so it took a minute. And then one day I just, I literally, Jewel, had forgotten that I was a speaker. I'd forgotten about all the certificates, certifications that I had. Mm-hmm. I didn't remember events in my life and I still don't. 
I can't even tell you about the accident because I have no clue unless I'm repeating something someone else shared with me. But I, I came think, to the I think that's kind of like God's grace protecting you from, I think the brain has an amazing ability to protect us from re-traumatizing ourselves. And what I would ask you is that you, you've experienced a loss. It's, it's a form of grief. Did you go through the stages of grief, the anger, the bargaining, the shock before you finally accepted the reality? Well, I'll tell you this. I can't remember. Okay. All right. So you know what? I think that's a gift. I think that is a gift. And maybe, wow. You know what's coming to my mind, RJ? So often when I'm having personal conversations with my sisters about our childhood, I'll say, I don't remember. I don't remember. I don't remember. And I thought it was something wrong with me, but I think my brain gave me a gift that maybe there's some things I don't need to remember. And why do I want to keep asking, you know, excavating? I'm digging and digging. I'm not going to dig anymore because I think it's a combination of God's grace and the brain saying, no, we're going to shut the door. And we're not going back there again. Yep. And we're going to move forward. Yep. I'm still standing to move forward and to bring women with me. I'm not standing to go back and hash it, remember it, cry over it. Yes. Mourn over it. It's done. What can I do about it? It's done. So whatever happened, happened. We can't help what happens to us, but we can decide what we're going to do, how we're going to do what happens to us. And I've made a decision. This is so amazing. I love it. This is, I knew God wanted me to connect with you. I just felt that synchronicity. I just felt that kindred spirit. Um, I trust God every day. And I ask God every day, who do you want me to talk to God? And when I was led to you, I just felt like you were a kindred spirit. You are saying exactly what I'm saying all the time. And you probably have read the book like me, The Power of Now. Have you read The Power of Now? Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is a mainstay in my library to make me, to remind me to stop ruminating about the past, regrets, shame, sorrow, grief, stop worrying about the future and enjoy the now moment. Because this is all that matters is right now. It's all we have. It's all we have. And tomorrow when we get there, it'll be now. But right now, it's today. And um, what a powerful metaphor. What a powerful story that you can smile and say, I don't remember. I don't remember. And there are people who are constantly rehashing their past, living in the past, pity parties, angry, sad. And it's like, come on, come on into the now. Let it go. Move forward because you're just re-traumatizing yourself. I I really can't wait to order your book, A Repositioned Journey. I like how you put that. You had to reinvent yourself and um, emotionally, you know, you're in a different state of mind. You're not in the old state. You're in a new state of mind. My gosh. What's coming in the future for you? What, What are you doing? Where are you going? What's happening? Well, my desire, which got put on my heart because he said he'll give you the desires of your heart, is to share the book worldwide and to do a tour with the book and to remind women, you don't have to live where you're dying and you don't have to die where you're living. Girl, you you say that again. You don't have to live where you're dying 
and you don't have to die where you're living. You can have a repositioned journey and share with the world, regardless of what you've gone through, you are still standing. Yes. Yes. That's that's my desire. As I shared, I've literally I've been all over the world. I've spoken on stages behind high recognizable leaders and speakers. Mm -hmm. That's what I was born to do. But the world is my stage. So I want to share this quickly with you. When you talk about what's next, it's taking what you have in the now and using that instead of worrying about what you don't have so that you won't be overwhelmed, but you can live overjoyed, right? Yes. Yes. I'm laying in my bed and my daughter brings me the mail and I'm looking at it and I'm like, well, I don't feel like dealing with it. I'll look at it later. But there was this one mail that had my name on it, which they all did. But I mean, it was calling me, open me, open me, (laughs) open me. (laughs) Yes. So I opened it and inside was a tiny note about this big. And it said, thank you for serving. And it had a star connected to it. And I was like, thank you for serving. (gasps) Oh my goodness. Yes. Okay. I have served. It was from the airport. And I have served as a volunteer at the airport. It was at that moment, Jewel, that a light bulb came on for me and a shift happened in my brain Mm. that said, no, RJ, you've been giving your life away. You're not lying here dying. You have been living what you talk about. So you're still here. It's Mm -hmm. still time for you to do what you know to do, what's in your heart to do. And that pen and that little piece of paper resonated with me so much that I said, well, I'll start right here in my bed with what I have. And I had a phone in my hand. And Mm. so I started getting on Periscope. Now, I'm going to make this sweet story really short, but it's going to be powerful when you see what God can do with what you have (laughs) if you plant the seed, right? I get on Periscope and I'm just barely there to listen because remember, I can barely talk. I'm writing notes to people telling them what I want. But one day on Periscope, I just felt this urge to speak and I tried to talk and I was like, Mm, 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 couldn't do it but the people who were listening someone said are you trying to tell us your name and I said yes and they said okay take your time we're here don't worry about it Mm. and from there life shifted I realized that there were people who didn't even know me who cared to see me succeed and live my best life. So I didn't have to live where I was dying and I didn't have to die where I was living. living. Blew up on Periscope, literally like overnight, just blew up, has a hundred thousand hearts in probably a month or less. And people was always trying to get hearts because I was authentically me. No shame in my game. I just simply said, this is what I have. This is who I am. Can you accept me? Because I've decided to accept me. In this oh, moment. I love it. And it's on the other side of that. It shows that there are people that have compassion. 
Yep. There are people that are loving. There are people that God has appointed that yep. we don't have to know them. They don't have to be blood, but there are angels. There are people out there that what they were born to do was to show compassion. Yep. And empathy. And empathy. And yep. I love that story because anytime people try to just fill my spirit with the fear and the anger and the violence and the ugliness of the world. It's like, okay, that exists, but guess what? There's also beauty. There's also compassion. There's also humanity. There's love out there. And as long as I keep focusing on that, it just keeps showing up in my life. And you are an example of that. You are an example of that. You are, I'm I'm holding, it's like holding up my mirror and seeing we may have different types of trauma, but we made a conscious decision. I will still rise. I will still get up. I will still push through this. And there is no shame in my game. And I know when I went through my trauma of losing my son and I was vulnerable enough to share it on Facebook, it's, I received amazing number of people that reached out to me that I did not even know that said, thank you for showing us how to walk through this. And I had no idea that it was a blessing to them because it was just an outlet for me. And Mm -hmm. it showed me just as it showed you that when people see you in your, in your humility, when they see that you are vulnerable, when they see that, you know, when we look at celebrities and we look at athletes and we think, oh, they're not going to stumble. Oh, they're not going to hurt. Oh, they'll never have any problems. That is such a myth. We are humans and we are having, we're, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And in the human experience, there's cancer and car accidents and loss of loved ones and pandemics and layoffs. There's all types of things. So you are a living example of what it is to be authentic. And I thank you for sharing that story because you touched some so many hearts that wanted to say, I'm struggling too. They may be struggling in another area, but you came forth transparent and showed your vulnerability. You weren't trying to be perfect. And uh, I've had to overcome stuttering. And as a speaker, you don't want to stutter, but I used to think, oh, I got to erase that. Oh, I got to edit that. No, I stumbled over my words. Okay. Okay. Right. I, mis- I mispronounced a word. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I didn't know the answer to that question. Okay. (laughs) You know, so this is just, I'm excited, RJ. And I know we have a brief time wanted to talk, but I must get a chance to sit down and talk with you some more and have you meet the women in my tribe, uh, my Women on the Grow ministry. Uh, We do some amazing things together. We travel together. We have retreats and conferences. And I would love for them to meet you and get their, your books in their hands. So please share with my audience today on this interview series, how everyone can reach you. It'd be my pleasure to connect with you and encourage your heart. You can reach me online at The Courage Giver. That's The Courage Giver. You can find me anywhere on social media, as well as my website at mm-hmm. thecouragegiver.com, thecouragegiver.com. Okay, I love that. I love that branding. My branding is the self-esteem doctor. Um, yes, it's it's good when you can give people courage because that's an element of having self-esteem is having the courage to find your voice, the courage to stand for what you believe, the courage to say no, or the courage to say yes. And I'm yes. so glad that you said yes to me today. What a delight! Uh, I look forward to us connecting once again. You have a wonderful day. Uh, have a wonderful now. 
Yes, right now. And Joy, yes. it's been a pleasure. I thank you for trusting me with your audience to remind them that there's greatness inside of them. And the truth of the matter, I'm going to say it one more time. You don't have to live where you're dying. And you certainly don't have to die where you're living. Ah, Shay, you are a phenomenal woman. Thank you so much, my dear. God bless you and stay in the world. Well, 